just a bloke in a bar. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Packer Up, boys. And it's that time. Oh, yeah. I tell you what. NRL Grand Final, the beer never tasted so sweet. It never tasted so sweet. As always, guys, if you're cruising or you're about to finish work, it's Grand Final week. So basically, head into your local Celebrations or Bottolo. We're on special in every Celebrations and Bottolo in New South Wales and Queensland. Grab a case of the beer of Rugby League. It is the beer of Rugby League. You guys know this. Hours and hours of content every single week throughout the whole season talking about Rugby League. Tell me another beer that does that. I don't think there is. I don't think there is. So get in your local, grab a case of bloke beer. Also, don't forget, 2023 DMP podcast shirts are alive now. They are live now on bloke.shop. Make sure to head there quickly because 6XL, 5XL, 4XL, 3XL running very low as well. So all three of those are sold out with the 3XL getting quite close. Um, Guys, happens once a year. Happens once a year. So head to bloke.shop to grab your Hello Hello Sport slash bloke 2023 World Podcast Championships. They absolutely flew last night. Absolutely yeah. flew last night. I mean, crazy, crazy numbers. So head to the site, grab the shirt before they sell out uh, because we only do one shirt per year and we usually never repeat a shirt. So if you love this shirt or let's say you've listened to the podcast all year long and you want a way to support the Hello Sports slash Bloke podcast, the best way to do it is to grab the DMP shirt. Uh, don't ask you much. Once a year, we print a beautiful shirt for you. And uh, yeah, there we go. So head to bloke.shop. There's, I mean, look, there is so much to talk about. I could sit here pondering about all different kinds of, top, kinds of topics, but mm. there is so much going on in rugby league. I just want to get straight into it, I think. Straight into it. Before we do, though, Jai Opatea versus Jordan Thompson this Sunday. They should ring walk around 7 a.m. It starts the card, starts 4 a.m. local Australian time. Uh, Jai Apatai, one of Australia's best boxers, one of the most historical wins he had to win the World Championship. Uh, last fight that he had, I mean, he's almost been dying for a fight and been out, a- unable to get one because no one wants to fight him. So he is fighting this Sunday. It is an absolutely massive fight against Jordan Thompson. And he's representing the nation, guys. Representing the nation should do the ring walk around 7. I'm pretty sure you can watch it on KO or Fox. So tune in on Sunday morning. Then you've got the grand final later at night. Doesn't get much better than that. But i got Matty here. How you going, brother? Oh, it's the best weekend. Mm-hmm. It's the best. It's a long weekend, which is also good. So... Uh, make sure you grab a case of bloke for a long weekend because it's going to be a crack. I think Sunday is meant to be like 35 degrees in Sydney. Oh, well. I don't know what the weather's like in Brisbane, but you know the atmosphere is going to be good out there. You've got the AFL Grand Final, mm-hmm. you've got the NRL Grand Final. Both both teams representing Brisbane, I mean, it'd be so good to be up there living in Queensland right now. Um, what, a, what a vibe. What a vibe it would be up there. Obviously, Penrith in their fourth straight Grand Final. Um, it'd be absolutely buzzing out west too. So, mate, just a just a great weekend. It's the best. It's the best weekend of the year, the grand final weekend. Oh man, I cannot wait. And it truly is like I just don't know. A lot of people and a lot of an analysis and analysis <laughs> analysts analysts. Jesus, <laughs> uh, have picked Panthers. I mean, honestly, you'd be lucky to find one in ten seriously that yeah. are, that are picking Broncos. So most of the analysts analysts um, in the game. Uh, are picking Panthers 
But I think that I genuinely feel like it's a 50-50 game going in. Mm. And it's been really hard for me this week to separate my bias from analysing the game. So I've been been very... uh, you know, I've been very open about the fact that I, I understand I've got a bias, even if I'm being aware of it, I understand that it's there. You know, for example, even though I try to say, even though I say the thing, okay, for example, the smart money is on Panthers. They've got all the finals experience. They've been there and done that. They are the most dominant side of the general era, essentially, and arguably ever. But for me, I just, I, I believe in this Bronco side. And so that's where I feel like this belief, yes, it does come from results, but I do think that that belief must come from a bias as well, where I am just almost thinking that they're going to have the game of their lives. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas if I was, let's say they weren't the Broncos, would I be saying they're going to have the game of their lives? Probably not. Mm. Probably not. Uh, And so it's really hard for me because I I want to say what I feel and what I think um, to everyone but if I do that, it is going to be tinged with a little bias no matter what I do. Yeah, of course. But, like, everyone's bias was their own team, obviously. But I remember two years ago when South were in the grand final against Penrith, it wasn't 50-50 then. Like, this is more of a 50-50 game. Mm. No one gave South a chance. And I was just like, because you know your team more than – like, you know your team more than anyone, mm. right? You're just like, oh, I, I give them more of a chance than what people are saying. And they didn't win, but they got really, really close. Like, mm. it was two tries all or something. Yeah. And one was an intercept. Like, it was – like, yeah, I, I don't think – you know your team better than anyone. Yeah, it's so hard. It's been – it's really been a conundrum because as you guys know, and I know, you know, look, if you listen to bloke long-term and you think that I don't give everyone a fair shake, you you, you just got to look at the timestamps. Like, well, I, more, <laughs> not, not necessarily time, but, oh. you know, if you don't think I give teams as fair a shake as humanly possible, like yeah, yeah. understanding that every human has, like, has bias, like – it has been really interesting to see the amount of people that just out the gate have been like, oh, it's been terrible listening to Denon talk about the Broncos. It's like, bro, what the hell? They're in the grand final. Like, yeah. what the fuck else am I supposed to talk about the exactly Broncos? Right. It's, it's silly. Um, it's very silly. But as I said, I, I know, I understand that there's probably, there's, I probably have, my bias is uh, fueling my belief that they're going to have the game of their lives. Uh, but this Penrith Panthers side, it is just so special. It's so special. Like, I always say every week, essentially, and I've been saying it pretty much this whole season, but even if you aren't a Panthers fan, appreciate the greatness while it's here. Because think about all of the rugby league fans that were there for the Parramatta dominance or even the Raiders dominance or go back further, St. George dominance. I bet you any money they look back on that time and go, you know what, I wish I just had appreciated that I was watching rugby league around the time that something so great happened. Well, great example, and I'm sure everyone can resonate here. I sometimes look back and think, man, why didn't I appreciate Billy Slater and Cam Smith, Cooper Cronk? Because I didn't. I hated Melbourne. I hated watching him win. And and now I regret it. I really do. It's such a good point. And I think that they're getting – like look at how much plaudits that Smithy, Slater and Mm. Cronk are getting now. But during when they were playing – they didn't get like no. I mean they did, but by the wider audience they didn't get anywhere close to those yeah. kind of plotters. And so that's why if you're a neutral fan right now, and Penrith Panthers, let's say Penrith Panthers go on to win their third premiership, just enjoy it. Even if you don't like them as a team, enjoy the fact that you're watching rugby league play at arguably the best standard we've ever seen it be played. Yeah, like arguably, you know, I'd put this Penrith Panthers side 
against any side that's ever played and give them a chance. Absolutely. The only team that I can think of in the last 20 years that would find somehow, some way, would be 2017 Storm. Yep. But, it, again, that would still be a 50-50 game for me. It would. And also, yes, that one-off year, 100%, that Melbourne Storm team was crazy. But they lost the grand final the year before and they lost it the year after yeah. as well. Penrith are going for back-to-back-to-back. Which shows you how incredible these guys are. Yeah. Like, to think that not even a team with Smithy, Slater, you know, those players in it. And look, I granted, I understand everything's different. Melbourne, doing it from a non-rugby league state is nothing short of incredible. You know, Penrith, they're doing it from a dominant um, area of rugby league. Now, it's, it's not to discredit Penrith at all. Like, I'm not saying that Melbourne have done it better. I'm just saying that they're two different beasts. Yeah. Uh, but not even Melbourne, not the Roosters. Uh, think about the dominant or the incredible sides, the Manly during the, you know, what, 2007 to, to maybe 13. Mm-hmm. None of those sides got even close to a three-peat. No. Not even close to a three-peat. Penrith Panthers are favourites and, and quite strong favourites heading into a third potential premiership. This is greatness, guys. This mm-hmm. is like, imagine how lucky the people are saying, I saw Joey John's in his peak. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got to watch Joey Johnson his peak. And I get Cleary and Joey are different players. And I'm not saying that Cleary right now is in the same category as Joey. I, I don't think so. But right now at 25 years old, he's got all the ingredients of greatness. So enjoy it while it's here. Absolutely. Absolutely. I My dad always talks about Canberra in the 90s and Broncos in the 90s. I never watched it. I've only watched it on VCR. Mm. And I always think, I wish I was around to, see to watch it. that footy. I yep. wish I was around to watch more more of Joey and more of Freddie because they dominated the 90s. Mm. This is like, what's the, um, oh, what's that song? Where it's like, you got to understand that we're living in the good times now. Mm. This is the good times. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, like, even if, let's say, you know, Cleary, let's say you never want to put him in the category of GOAT. Let's just, let's just say you don't. Mm. He's still the most dominant half of this era. Yeah. And he is very, 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 very likely going to be the most dominant half of the next 10 years. Yep. So enjoy it. Yep. It's it's incredible what, what we're watching. And and it's not just Cleary. Like, enjoy guys like To'o. Enjoy, enjoy guys like Yo, Fisher, Harrison, Leota. Like, Fisher, Harrison, Leota are truly two players you could put in any era and they would be able to make a good account of themselves. Mm. And I understand the argument. There are some players in this era that would struggle with the rough nature of yesteryear rugby league. I, I get it. Like, and that's a fair statement because league, let's be honest, league 20, 30, well, 40 years ago, it was dirty as shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was dirty. So it was the dogs of the dogs. Now, I watched it, sorry to interrupt. I watched a documentary. I think it was the 1973 grand final. Someone can correct me on that. Manly versus um, Cronulla. Mate, they were out there like just bashing each other yeah it was it was the grubbiest thing i've ever seen it was Look, mate insane. all the 1970 players would be hated and called grubs right now oh yeah if they played today they'd be called ha- grubs and hated yet they we look back on the 70s and go yeah that when rugby mm, was real that's footy. um that's footy that's what footy's all about uh and so and look everyone's a product of their times but you know so a guy like fisher harrison leota they would handle themselves in any era of rugby league. Like they wouldn't take a backward step. You know, they they would go toe to toe with guys like Blocker, 
you know, Chief, all of those boys. Uh, and that's what's so special about watching guys like Leota and Fisher-Harris. And look, I don't – look, the argument of, oh, back in the day they were way tougher, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think players are as tough as they've ever been. It's more a, more a an argument of would they have been willing to just play dirty, dirty yeah, footy? Yeah, um, and, and, as, and like – Playing tough also counts as playing tough when you're under so much fatigue, and the game's never been Mate, more. The best, the most true saying ever, and I think it's by an NFL great coach, is fatigue makes cowards of us all. Yeah, I cannot express to you enough the amount of big, tough. They, you know, if you saw them in a dark alley, you would be like, "Fuck that!" That's the scariest guy I've ever seen. I cannot express to you enough the amount of times guys like that have come into first grade squads. They're really good, twenty minutes, thirty minutes, or whatever. By the time they get to a, you know the end bit of fitness or whatever, they are broken men. Then they they are soft, they're weak, they they give up, they don't keep trying. And then I'll show you a guy that rolls in that you would see in or you know okay, he's a, a great example. You know, a guy like Billy Slater. If you saw him in a dark alley, you'd be like, you know, that's he's a nice looking guy. Yeah. That's a nice looking guy. He's tough as shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he come back from his shoulder rico. He he's one of the fittest, which is the hardest thing. And so, toughness can come in many different, many different uh, shapes and sizes. Mm. Uh, and but that's what's so special about guys like Leota, your Hargraves, and all that kind of stuff. They look the part, yeah. and they are the part yeah. to it, like to the nth degree. And so I cannot wait to see um, them come into there. And look, if they win their third grand final as a front row pairing. Oh. You've got to put them up there with the best front row pairings in, to ever play the game. Absolutely. You, you just have to. Yeah. And, and like, look, individually, are they individually as good as, I don't know, Glenn Lazarus? Maybe, maybe not. But as a pairing, mm. as a pairing of doing your job, they're as good as any front row pair ever. For sure. And no origin's going to cost them. But we're going to look back, especially if they win this third one. And to be fair, they could win. Mate, they might like, win another two or three. Yeah. So if they end up with three or four or five, or even if it's still two grand finals, but let's say three to three to four, you got to look at this like Webkey Sivan Siva. You have to, and as I said, even even if you were to say Webkey Sivan Siva individually, maybe got more in the can do more or whatever. Mm. As a pair, like even those guys didn't win three comps in a row, mm. and like who, there's no one going to sit here and say that that Bronco side wasn't stacked. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so they had the team to do it. They weren't in a poor team. And so I do believe you have to be, if they do, not even if they do win this, you already need to begin to speak about do, yeah. Leota and Fisher-Harris as the best pairing, one of the best pairing. I'm, I'm not saying they are the best. I would still go Webke, Petro, probably some other people that I've forgotten. But if, you, if your argument was they're as good or better than them, I would say that's a reasonable take to have. Yeah. Now, people will, you know, jump up and down and say, well, what about Origin? Like, fair enough. I'm just talking about club. Yeah. We don't know how Fisher-Harris and Leota would go at Origin. Yeah. I think we can all be pretty confident they'd go pretty oh, well. They'd, kill it. <laughs> they'd go well. <laughs> but we don't know. We yeah. don't know. And the Origin arena is a different arena. Yeah. yeah. And when I said that, I didn't mean, oh, blah, blah, blah. I meant, like, it's just going to cost them because people, for some reason, add the Origin for into sure. it. For sure. And and look, rightly or wrongly, Origin always gets brought in. And it's yeah. really unfair to the Kiwi oh, players or whatever because yeah, yeah. they just don't get that same shine that they deserve mm. because of the Origin arena. But look, at the end of the day, we are an Australian league. Yeah. And Origin is, you know, the pinnacle of footy. So, yeah, Fisher-Harris and Leota, can't wait to see how they go. And it's, oh, I, 
when you guys bought up on Monday how young they still are, like 27 and 28 still. It's insane. Ridiculous. Uh, uh, Fisher-Harris did something really interesting uh, this earlier this week. He, but he said, you know, Haas has been on a pedestal ever since he came into grade. Basically giving him raps, mm-hmm. giving him raps, giving Payne Haas raps. It wasn't like a, you know, a trying to take him down or anything like that. But I thought the use of the word on a pedestal, pedestal. was really interesting because – if you're Fisher Harris and Leota and you're watching the raps Haskets, you'd be like, yeah, rightly so. Like what he does on the field, yeah. those two probably don't do individually. But you'd be sitting there going, he gets all the headlines, he gets all the raps. We got the premierships. Yeah. We got the premierships. Yeah. So as competitors, you can understand if there is a little bit of a chip on their shoulder of, and it's, it wouldn't be against Payne Haas. No. It would just be against the general consensus that Everyone always brings up Payne or Fanuel Blake or Tarpanair or, you know, they always get brought up. And Fisher-Harris and Leota don't as much. You can understand why there's a chip on the shoulder. You can understand why heading into last year, everyone was talking about Bolo and RCG. Yep. And Fisher-Harris and Leota would be sitting there going, are you serious? We won, like, you know. That's such a good good point. I forgot about last year. Last year, everyone was talking about Gina Bolo and... Campbell Gillard. Yeah. And, and, they're, and they're sitting there going, mate, we're in our third grand final. Yeah. Like, what? What's going on here? So you, you can totally get why they're sitting there going, what the hell? Let's let's remind everyone mm. that we're the motherfuckers in the room. We are the big dogs of the NRL. And, you know, you can argue it to the cows come home. You can be the biggest Panthers hater in the country. What you cannot argue is Fisher, Harrison, Leota are the big dogs of the NRL. Yeah. And until someone goes and takes that mantle from them, they will continue to be the big dogs. Yeah. You can look at individual, you know, Adam Fenor, Blake, and, and Payne Haas. Yes, they won the Dally M, and yes, individually, you could argue that they are the best props. But at the end of the day, there's only one medal that win, that matters, and it's the premiership That's medal. Right. You know, Dally, uh, Payne Haas actually said heading into this week, when they were talking about, you know, you may win the Dally M, blah, blah, blah. Dally, um, Payne Haas basically said it would be incredible. I would love that, but I would give up. Dally M away to oh, win a premiership. I'm sure. And Haas, I'm pretty sure Haas has won four Dally M props of the year, which I think is it's the a record, record already. It's a record, yeah. I'm pretty sure he'd give all of them away for a premiership. Exactly. And guess what Leota and Fish Harris have? Two of them. There you go. Two of them already. They are the big dogs. Yeah. They've had a, a bullseye on their back for years now, and they continually step up. And I cannot wait to see this battle. Flegler, oh. Haas. And it's, it, you know, look, there was a lot of chat before last year's grand final. I do find it interesting. There hasn't been that much chat this year. But at the end of the day, if you dislike Penrith, if you don't like them or you don't like the chat or, you know, the swagger or whatever you want to call it, do something about it. Do something about it. You know what I mean? Like that that's the only way that can change yeah. is if you go out and beat them. Exactly right. Um, and so... So what I, I love about wait. this grand final as well, and like more so the build-up between the four packs, like Penrith have just been up here. Teams have come up and down, up and down, up and down. But no one's really, like, we haven't really spoken about Ford packs colliding like we have this week of, mm. of Penrith versus Brisbane. And the two games earlier were really early in the year. So it even sets it up for, for next year, like a true, mm. like, whatever, whoever, whatever, whoever wins on the weekend, like a true, like, I'm, we're going to be looking forward to this game next year as well because mm. the two best Ford packs in the comp colliding. It's, it's fascinating how Brisbane have just come up like this. Well, it's, it's what I said in the podcast on Monday. Like, I hope this births a modern rivalry. I think it will. Like, I yeah. hope these are two really young squads. You look at them on paper. You look at the resources both clubs have. You look at the junior pool both clubs have. 
it is the perfect recipe for a modern rivalry. Something happens in the grand final that makes them dislike each other. Like, look how much Penrith hate Melbourne all the way back from losing to them in that grand final. Yeah. Like, there's there's no real reason for Storm and Penrith to have a rivalry. Mm. I'd, I'd say they've got a rivalry now. Oh, that, absolutely. Like, every they time do. they play, it means something. Yeah, look at, look at the prelim. Yeah. Oh, it's great. It means something. It yeah. means something. So... I would love to see that be birthed between because if Penrith and Broncos can have a rivalry for the next five yep. to ten years, that is so good for rugby league. I cannot express it enough. I think I think it will, and I think, mate, there's every chance we could be sitting in these same seats next year and the grand finals Penrith Broncos again. Whereas last year and the year before, no disrespect to Rabbitohs or to Para, but the next year, like we're going to go into the preview next year, and the top two teams everyone's going to say are Broncos and Penrith, mm. no doubt in my mind. Last year. N- Para lost heaps of players and everyone's like, oh, I don't know if they'll go down. Year before, South lost Reynolds. So everyone's like, oh, they're probably going to go down. Like this, this is a genuine one versus two and, it's, and it looks like it's going to be two heavyweights for years to come yeah. and, I'm, and I hope it is a big rivalry. Now, I, I think one key area that's not getting spoken about enough that I do think Penrith definitely have the upper hand, it's their back three, man. <laughs> that back three, we've been speaking all day about the forward packs. And I, I do think there's a chance the forward packs can cancel each other out. I, I, look, as I've said on the podcast, I personally believe that the Broncos forward packs at their best can better the Panthers forward pack. Not yeah. by a lot, not by a lot, by a tiny amount, by a small percentage. But will they play their absolute best in a grand final? The chances are probably not. So I do think the forward packs will either cancel themselves out, well, most likely anyway, but it's like, how do you cancel out that back three yeah. coming out of trouble? Because that that is a true, true difference. Now, does that back three have the same, you know, strike as a, a Walsh and a Cobo? Probably not. But when you have that back three being able to be meter eaters and do the one percenters, that's high percentage rugby mm. league. So you're you're more likely to win a game by playing high percentage things. Well, it's been working for four years now. For four years. So that's the one thing that I'm like, let's say, because the Penrith Panthers game plan is so heavily, get our outside backs to take all the runs, rest our forwards, line speed in defense. Now, the problem for the Broncos is, is if they keep getting quick play the balls from the back three, Panthers, that can gas our forwards and the, like the, uh, I guess the dynamite way they run or the dynamic way that our forwards run, if they're constantly on the back foot, they might gas and that's where the Panthers forward pack can go, they're gas, now it's time to dominate them. And that's my one concern where it could be the tipping point in the Panthers' favour because their outside backs actually fatigue our front rowers. And so when our front rowers get the ball, they don't have the same explosiveness as they usually do. If you're Broncos and specifically Adam Reynolds, what would you do to alleviate? Like, are you always kicking to Teruva to keep away from Toto? Are you kicking to Toto so it doesn't take the first tackle every time? Like, mm. how, what are you doing? I'm doing. I'm kicking early. I'm yep. kicking early because kicking early is a mixture of two things. It makes if you're kicking early and you're obviously communicating it to your team, it makes sure all your forwards are on board and there's there's a, a purpose to your defence. Basically, what you're saying is we're willing to give up an attacking play to attack with our defense. So you're sending a message to your whole forward pack going, this isn't just a normal kick chase at the end of a set that you go down and do your job. We're kicking early, so we better take advantage of this this first play. And I think that Queensland have found a lot of um, joy when they've kicked early against a guy like Nathan Cleary, yeah. against guys like To'o. And, and that's almost the way you could gas Penrith's backs out because 
if you decrease the time they get to rest, because with rugby league these days, it's all about like, okay, we can, you know, we can create programs where they basically sprint or they go hard for four or five minutes. If you give a professional rugby league player 80 seconds to rest or 90 seconds to rest, he can basically be back at full charge. It's like a recharge his battery. And so I wonder with the Broncos, you go, okay, can we reduce that 90 seconds down to 60 seconds rest by kicking early? Mm. And if we're in the grind and we're making their outside backs take a hit up every 60 seconds or whatever, I'm just throwing random numbers out there. Will that gas the backs? Therefore, they're not as potent coming out of their own end. And that gives us the advantage. Whereas if we kick on the fist every single tackle, we're giving the outside backs more time to rest. Therefore, they'll be as explosive. I'm actually, I'm so excited to see if they do that or what they do, because in my opinion, and feel free to say clearly, but I think Adam Reynolds is the best long kicker in the game. Mm. Um, and it's going to be really interesting to see, because if they do execute a plan like that, like he's he's going to have to be absolutely pinpoint, which I mm. totally back him to be. So I'm really keen to see the role Reynolds plays yeah. when it comes to long kicks. Yeah, I, I think as well, Broncos have to be really, really smart about quick pick pressure, but they have to put it on. They can't just go, oh, well, you know, seven's a protected species now, so we're not going to bother putting kick pressure on because you can't tackle them. I think Broncos have to be, and they were really good at this against the Warriors, they have to put kick pressure on Cleary and they have to be smart about it. So they don't give any penalties away, but they need to make, they can't afford Cleary to feel comfortable every time he kicks a ball because he'll just kick you to death. Um, And it's the same with the Panthers. They need to make sure that Reynolds is constantly uncomfortable kicking the ball. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, you got the two best kickers in the NRL going at it. And there was all these articles. It's like a repeat of 2021. All these articles coming out this week about um, blockers and all that. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how the refs handle it, how, how, how much kick pressure is put on. Very excited. I, uh, isn't it funny how Penrith have just taken Melbourne Storm's mantle as heading into a grand final, they just get ripped to shreds by the media? I know. I know. Like there were, you know, statistics out there, like with the refs percentage win with Panthers and then, you know, all of these like ways to say, you know, basically chop down, tall, you know, tall poppy syndrome pretty much. Yeah, exactly. It's so funny that like, okay, Panthers are the new team to attack and, you know, look at all these ways that they cheat the system it's like bro every team is cutting corners yeah. it's just about who does it the best yeah exactly right yeah um but oh yeah i cannot wait for this clash it is going to be un I, I know we spoke about the back three but the the nrl put out a graphic i think this morning or yesterday just comparing the back five mm. oh, it is neck and neck yeah like, like if you put them head to head it's almost impossible to split them. It's just such an evenly matched game. Mm, yeah, when you put them side by side, I guess the only the only difference I would say is the Penrith Panthers outside backs have substantially less errors in them. Yes, um, and they we know that they play much more consistent footy. Yeah, and so that's the concern with the Broncos heading in is like. Are they going to be consistent? Because we've seen Herbie make some bad reads. We've seen Katoni Stags make bad Stags make bad reads. Selwyn Cobbo's errors. Reese Walsh a lot of errors. And, and again, it, it it all comes back to what I've been saying the whole time: is if the Broncos click, when you look at that, you know, Katoni Stags at his best is like, un, like his origin, his origin yeah. indestructible. You know, Herbie Farmworth at his best, he's the Dalian Center. Center of the year, yep. Selwyn Cobbo at his best, I mean, fuck. We saw, we saw what he did on his Queensland debut. Yeah, like so we're, we're talking like generational stuff. Yeah. And so if the Broncos click, then it's like, wow, 
the Broncos can be better. Mm. But what are the, what's the likelihood that they're going to do that? Very small. Whereas the Panthers, it's like, well, we, we know at least they're going to play 8 out of 10. Um, and, and plus, it's not like they're just these battlers. They're also superstars. You know, mm. Critter, huge game. We know what Tungo can do. Taruva, top best winger in the competition. It is just an amazing, amazing game. I cannot wait. I mean, part of me is just like, please... Just, just give me this one. <laughs> yeah. Just give me this one, and then I don't care about the rest. But they always say that. Yeah. Um, to be honest, wh- whichever side wins, it's there's good yarns on both sides. There really is. Oh, absolutely. We got the, the three P, which hasn't been done in my lifetime, and a lot of people, a lot of these listeners' lifetime, um, watching a dynasty unfold in front of our eyes. Brisbane, from spoon to premiers in a couple of years, didn't like, like. Famously dropped out of the finals terribly last year. Mm. The new kids on the block, but like Adam Reynolds, like mm. leading him around. That the Adam Reynolds story in itself is, oh. is incredible. You know, clear. It doesn't doesn't matter who wins. There's going to be great stories. There's great inside. stories coming out of it. I will say, I'm really interested to see like with Kevy Walters having won so many comps. Mm. Like, I wonder what his advice is going out. It's so funny how I, I was looking at um I was looking through the stats yesterday. So. If you combine all the grand final appearances, Kevy Walters and Ivan Cleary, they've coached slash played in 14 grand finals. Kevy's played in seven mm. and now he's coached one, so eight. Ivan's <clears throat> coached these four plus 2011, mm. plus he played in 2002 for the Warriors. So cool. that's 14 grand finals that they've been in that's together. Amazing. Well, not together, but all together. And uh, yeah, I just, I'd love to know, like, what's Kevy's word of advice to the boys before they head out? Is it. Boys, just play the way you play all year, or is something special? You know, is it something yeah. magic? Especially because he lost his first one and then won his next six. Yeah, so he knows what it's like to oh. lose. Isn't that wild? One six grand finals. What a good story for Kevy. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. And I think that, you know, all those years ago when he was the assistant coach to Wayne Bennett, and Wayne Bennett let him go, two thousand five, yep. I think it was. And I'm sure Kevy wished he had have moved in and been the next head coach for the Broncos, but. What I love so much for Kevy is he got it himself. It wasn't handed to him by Wayne Bennett. Wayne Bennett didn't go, well, well, you know, you're a beloved club, you know, son of the club, and oh, I'm the big dog here. I'm going to hand you it. He had to go and earn it himself. Like no one gave Kevy that opportunity. Like no, he didn't, he didn't walk into it because of nepotism, because he's a club legend, and you know he'd been playing there and he stayed at the club all those years, and he was the next guy up. He had to go away, absolutely grind. Get the club back at its lowest state in the history of the club. Like, think about that. He had to take the club that he loves, his beloved Broncos, at its lowest point. Yep. And now he has turned it back into a grand final size. It's one of the great stories. It is. It, it, regardless of the result, it already is. But geez, if they can, if he can get that win, especially with his with his boy playing as well. Oh, mate. Oh. And like you think about it. Again, if he had have inherited that side from Bennett, mm. the yarn would have constantly been, oh, yeah, but Wayne Bennett set all this up. Yeah. This is all Wayne Bennett. He yeah. just took over. Anyone could coach that side. Yeah. What is so incredible about the Kevy Walter situation is there's not a single person, any reasonable person, that's going to sit there and go, anyone could coach that side. Guess what? Because we've seen another coach coach that side. And they, were at, they won the wooden spoon. Mm. So... He has come in after the darkest days in the club history and turned him into a potential powerhouse, but at the very least into a grand final. Like that that is look, you would never if you're Kevy, I'm sure he never wanted all those years away from Broncos. I'm sure he oh, never no. wanted the hardships. I'm sure he never wanted any of that. But as a guy that I guess is a competitor 
if there's a way to do it, it's a it's a way to do it so concisely and clearly that there can be no doubt. Mm. And so that's what's so great for Kevy is that there is no overshadow of like he got handed this or handed that or, or whatever. No, no. He he re, he applied for the job. Or sorry, he got let go in 2005. He went away. He did all these things. He came back. The reports were that he essentially had a handshake agreement to get the job. Then gets brushed again. Goes away. Coaches Queensland. What was it? Two wins, one loss. I think or. Uh, he coached for like three years. Three years, was, so yeah. two or three wins. Yeah. Then somehow, some way, like think about, he could have easily kicked rocks. The club had brushed him three times. It's, it's yeah, it's crazy when you say it like that. Like I did know this, but it's never really sunk in. Like he won six comps and was one of the superstars and got let go a few years later. Like mm. he could have just been like, "Fuck this! This is disrespectful." And like, went blah, blah, back blah. again. Went back again. Got brushed again. again Oh, and now took him when they were at their lowest. He could have been like, nah, fuck him. But no, nah, nah. said, no, nah, I love this club. And that's, that's oh, what's yeah. so special about the Kevy Walters situation is, okay, yeah, professionally, of course, like it's good for his resume. It's good the fact that he's coached the Broncos, all that kind of stuff. But he could have, he could have been fighting for a job at other clubs. He could have got a job at another he club. He could have fought for, for sure. jobs. And yet he kept fighting. He kept fighting to come yeah. back to the Broncos. And he's if he wins this grand final, talk about fulfilling your destiny. <laughs> Jeez. Talk about fulfilling your destiny. Um, and so that's what I love about this is no, it wasn't handed to him. He went the long, long way. Like think about it. He was an assistant coach in two thousand and five. It's two thousand and twenty three. Yeah, I was in. I wasn't even. In, I was in primary school then. <laughs> Mate, unbelievable. You didn't even play. Did you even play? I think that's my first year, <laughs> and I was in the first grade squad. I was in resis. There you go. Um, you know, so just an amazing journey, amazing journey. Ivan, Ivan Cleary, I mean, we've spoken about how incredible he is for so long now, but geez, no, he doesn't get enough raps. I remember the two years ago um, when it was his going into the 2021 grand final. I remember they put up an article. I can't remember who it was, but whatever. They put up an article. It was like coaches who's coached the most games without a grand final win. And Ivan Cleary was like third on the list. That was two years ago. And now look at him. He's going yep. for three in a row. Yep, yeah. I mean, it's just incredible. And I just think it's – he is a genius. His ability to not be in the headlines <sighs> is honestly second to none. Like, you would think they don't even have a coach sometimes. Mm. Like, he's never in – like, you never see any snippets from his post-match press conference. You never see – the only time it's happened was when he went up against Wayne Bennett yep. and we, we saw how that played out. It looks like it was all calculated. But, like, his ability to stay out of headlines, to have no – grabs from certain interviews where you're going, oh, shit, he said this or he said that. It is nothing short of incredible. Yeah. Like, he is truly – like, he's the coach of arguably the most dominant side in the history of rugby league. Yeah. And, look, I understand 40, 50 years ago there were dominant sides, but the reason why I think you could say arguably is because it's much harder these days than it was back then. Not to say it wasn't hard back then, yeah. but with how professional the game's got, all the other things, that you know, salary cap, all that kind of stuff. Well, Peter Sterling even came out and admitted – well, I don't admit it, that's a bad way, but he, but he said, he's like, yeah, it will be a bigger achievement than our three in a row mm. because of the salary cap, all the things you well, it's just said. more people play the game, yeah. more money's in it. it yeah. So it's going to be harder. Now, yeah. now, that doesn't mean that those players back then with these resources couldn't be great today. That doesn't mean that oh, at all. No, yeah. But it's just saying, like, that was the conditions then. The conditions now, you could argue, are harder. So I'm not saying that it's definitely the, the most dominant side in history. What I'm saying is is you could arguably say it is due to yeah. all those reasons. 
and yet we don't even talk about Ivan Cleary that much as as mm. like this True. great coach. It, it like he just gets flown on the radar. Now I do think that it's becoming more apparent, and it's almost becoming too big of a story not to talk about. But the crazy thing about Ivan Cleary is like it doesn't look like it's stopping now. Like it doesn't look like he's got a roster that's aging or what doesn't get spoken about enough as well is like he came back into that roster with he didn't have a superstar roster yeah like that Penrith Panthers side wasn't a superstar Penrith like people forget and he's taken it to where it is today he's taken it to it made them superstars and then he and then every year at least two of those superstars get taken from him I know Burton Katewell Api Corosau Viliama Kikau next year he's losing Critter like well <laughs> you go go one step further his assistant coach won oh. Dallium Coach of the Year. He lost the Dallium Coach of the Year in his coaching staff, and his team arguably looks better than it was last year. Yeah. If that doesn't tell you how good of a coach he is, I don't know what will. Yeah. And he, obviously he lost his other assistant coaches, but his right-hand man, it's like, put it this way, it's almost like, to a degree, I know it's you know not as like, but it's almost like losing a Dallium player of the year mm. and then the next year going on and being bigger and better than yeah. ever i tell you i'll go even a step further his current assistant so obviously he lost both mm. his current assistant that he got this year benny gardner mm. he just got named to be the coach of samoa there you go there you go so yeah cannot wait cannot wait now Telstra Footy Country Tour. Telstra, in collaboration with the nrl are hosting the nrl telstra footy country tour which is almost complete Former and current NRL legends have been visiting remote and regional communities with coaching clinics, club gala days, and prize photo ops with trophies. The tour has been going through Queensland, Victoria, New South Wales during the final series, finishing a 2023 grand final at a core stadium. Thank you, massive, massive thank you to Telstra for partnering with the show, and massive thank you to Telstra for all their support over all these years. And I'll be honest, I'm a Telstra man. I've always been a Telstra man. So I found out it was 23 years they've been with the NRL. Far out. Like, I know they're big business, and I, I get it. I get it. But you've got to appreciate it as a footy fan. Oh. You've got to appreciate that. Look what rugby league has been through in the last 23 years. I think it was around, roughly 23, and they've just stuck through them and been the major sponsor. Yeah. We'll so. put it this way. How many other major sports would kill to have a 23-year sponsor? Of course. That, that's continuing to put money into the game. Mm. So massive, massive thank you. All right, let's get into it. Kalen Ponga wins the Dally M. Um Man, I'm so torn, man. I'm so torn. Mm. I'm so happy for KP, but I'm also so disappointed for SJ. I'm actually disappointed for both of them. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not kidding because KP is like, people are saying that he got robbed and it's, I feel sorry for him because like people are saying he doesn't deserve it when he does deserve it, but SJ also deserves it. So I feel sorry for SJ as well. Um, I think that the, I get the Kiwi fans, they're all, all passionate, but... Yeah, I was a little disappointed with the reaction, to be honest. Like, KP killed at the end of the year. And I understand SJ killed it for the whole year and maybe the system is flawed. And I agree. I, he was my pick to, to get it. But I feel bad for, for Ponga. Yeah, I, I, really feel, I feel bad for KP too. Like, he – look, we've spoken about on this show before, the Dally M system, you know, it it's – I don't know what you would change with the system. Like, maybe you come up with equations where it can, like, average out, yeah. you know, your points across a season – and maybe that's a better way. So, like, you go, okay, well, you played this amount of games and you got this many points in, in this many games and whatever, whatever the equation is. So maybe, look, maybe that's a, something you need to look at. And and I look, I do think the Dally M system 
I don't know what's a better system, and I'm sure the NRL are looking at it every year um, because it's like a, the Darren Lockyer situation. Never won a Dally M, yeah. which is like crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Neither uh, did um, Inglis. Neither did. So, so like, but at the same time, people that are trying to discredit KP, if you're, discredit, if you're discrediting KP, then you've got to discredit every Dally M winner, exactly. winner because they won it the same way. It's like, okay, so what, Tom Travoy shouldn't have won his because – he, he was because he missed a bit of the year, and look, that's coming from a guy that I SJ is my player of the year. Yeah. But the system is a system. Like KP didn't come up with the system, <laughs> like he didn't. Um, and so I, I do feel really sorry for KP. I really do, and I, I I do think they could probably tinker with the equation so that it is more representative of the whole season, and you can't just go on these crazy runs. I think they should just get a hundred judges and they all vote at the end of the year. Mm. That's seriously what I think they should do. I yeah. think they do that in the NBA or something like that. Like, yeah. seriously. That's what I think. But at the same time, again, you can't sit there and say the whole system's broken and blah, 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 because KP won it. Well, then you've got to say, well, then all the other winners aren't aren't real either. Well, if SJ won, they wouldn't, nobody would be saying the system's broken. Exactly. And he lost by a point. So it's like, look, I I don't think it's broken. It's just the system. It's the best system they got right now. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, I feel, as I said, I feel sorry for both men. I really, really do. But for Kalen Ponga, I I'm I feel sorry for him for the the backlash, but at the same time I'm so happy for him. Oh, he, yeah. What an incredible journey! We have to remember, RCG um, Roger Tuivasa was only a couple of years ago that just pipped KP. Yeah. Then you go back to KP's debut year. Um, you know, if without a hamstring injury, he wins it that year as well. It's an incredible journey, Kalen Ponga. It's amazing and. It's just amazing that at the start of the year, we were like, is he going to play for the rest of this year? Mm. Is he going to... There was retirement things floating around. He went Mm. overseas, fixed his concussion, or didn't fix it, like helped his concussion, came back. And then he changed to fullback halfway through the year. It is... It should be... It is an incredible story what he's done this year. Incredible story. And he he said something that was really, I guess, um, not eye-opening, but a real good insight. He goes... One of the lines he said was... You know, basically, and I'm paraphrasing here, I was sick of letting people down. And I thought, geez, that's an interesting insight mm. for a guy that, you know, if there was one concern about could KP reach his potential for people that know him or not even know him, but outside looking in, is like, is he a bit too casual? Does he care enough? Like, is he just there, enjoys his footy, and then he kind of goes home? And for him saying to say, I'm sick, you know, I was sick of letting people down or what, you know, paraphrasing. It just shows you how much, A, he's grown up. Not to say that he was bad before. I mean, we, he did grow up. He grew up in front of our eyes. Yeah. But it shows you how much he cares. And I think that that knock can no longer be – you can no longer say he's a bit aloof and he doesn't care. Mm. I think this year really proved how much KP does care for not only you know his teammates but also for the club. The fact that he was – and look, I get it. He, he's got a big contract or whatever. But – Look, Kalen Ponga will always be financially okay. If he retired tomorrow and wanted to get into media, mm. it'd be in a heartbeat like that. Yeah. The endorsements, the things he could do, podcasting, whatever he wanted, KP could do and he could earn a lot of oh, money. Brand, brand Kalen Ponga is Brand Kalen Ponga, he could arguably earn more money than. Yeah. So so I understand the argument he's got his big contract. But at the end of the day, it's a pretty brave decision when you're having head knocks all the time and you're faced with the question of, if you keep playing like this, the last 40 years of your life are going to be absolute hell yeah. or the last 30 years of your life. So he has, he, not only is he forced with that, that tough conversation, he has to ask himself, okay, look, 
and he has to be honest with himself. I can earn good money for the rest of my life. I can, earn, I can have a, a nice, comfortable living. Maybe I won't be as big or whatever, but a good, comfortable living for the rest of my life. Or I can keep this footy dream alive, risk even more damage, but fulfill my potential. And he took that route. He mm. took that route. It's an incredible story. It's an incredible story. Um, and I, I, it is just sad that it's so marred in controversy when it shouldn't be. It's, yeah, it's, it's just, it is sad. Yeah, it is really sad, especially after the two best stories so far this year, like the, the people's stories, have been the Warriors and Newcastle. Mm. Um, it was great that they both got one and two in the Dally M's. We, we saw Newcastle had their grand final in, against Canberra. We saw the Warriors had their grand final against the Knights. We saw even even the two Knights fullbacks getting the Dally M's in both the NRLW and the NRL. It's, it's great to see. It should it should be one of the best stories, both sides. Um, so, yeah, I'm very disappointed in, in how it played out, but so happy for him yeah what an incredible journey like to think that he was thinking about retirement yeah at the age of 25 years old i remember after origin last year when he killed it for game three and i have a my best mate's a knights fan and he was like man i just i wish he would do this for newcastle like, mm. I, w I wish he would which was kind of fair at the time um and then he he gets concussed a few weeks later and he's out for the rest of the year which you can't help but everyone's kind of just like oh damn it and then at the start of this year, you kind of just you're just like, oh fuck, is he ever going to do this for Newcastle? Mm. Then he doesn't get picked for Origin, which shocked everyone. Turned out to be the best decision for everyone. Said, nah, I'm not playing the rest of the series, even though Walsh got ruled out of Game Three through suspension, and just didn't that just change everything? And now he's just absolutely killed it for the Knights. It's an incredible story. I've always really liked Kalen Ponga. He's so good for the game. Yeah, you know. He's a different vibe. He's a different cat. But that's what you want. Life's boring with everything, everyone the same. And, yeah, yeah mate, think about, like, his journey. I, I would – he's definitely a player, I think, that by the end of his career, there would be a good documentary there, I reckon. A mm. really good documentary. Yeah. Came in, you know, truly one of the game's first social media superstars. Yeah. Almost famous before they even played a game of first grade. Um and yeah, for him to be facing retirement at 25 years old and in that same year go on and win the Dally M medal, it is, it is what you make movies about. For sure. You could make a movie just about that. You know what? You could make the movie and it could start in the Origin series last year yeah. all the way to the Dally M yeah. and it would be an incredible watch. Funny, even if it ended today, if, he's, if he decided to retire mm. tomorrow and then you did the movie from the start of his career, how it just came full circle, how he debuted. He debuted in a finals game for the Cowboys, which mm. they won. And then he didn't – and then his second last game was his first ever finals uh, win for Newcastle, mm. which was, what, like five years apart. But just the journey from there oh. to, to here. And then that interview on nine at the end when Freddie was interviewing yeah. him and then halfway through Freddie just stepped back and no one talked to him. You just hear the Knights crowd. Oh, you can see Kalen get a little emotional. That'd be, the, that'd be a great end oh, of the movie. mate, incredible. And, you know, how often have we seen the young superstar just explode and f just fire onto the scene, a star just absolutely shooting through the night and then all these things go wrong and they never reach their potential. Mm. Like, we, we see it all the time. And yet, Kalen somehow, some way managed to, where the where the career looked a bit like, oh, oh like a bit wobbly and then very wobbly yeah. and then freaking, mate... You need to retire. Yeah. It is 
mate, f- phenomenal. I'm so happy for KP. And, you know, people that are, I, I get people, they wanted to see Sean Johnson win that. And I love that fairy tale too. I yeah. freaking love that fairy tale too. And I understand people are disappointed, but Kalen Ponga didn't create the system, guys. Yeah. Like, it's, that's the system. It's what we've been dealing with for so many years. If you want to discredit that, you've got to discredit every Dalian exactly. medal under that system, which yeah. is, un- you can't do that, can no. you? You can't do that. No. Um, you know, and as I said, should it give us pause? I mean, look, if Darren Lockyer never won one, that should give us pause. If Greg Hillis never won one, that should give us pause. But maybe it is an opportunity to just have a look at it, to tweak it a little bit that shows like, you know, that can, I guess, across the whole season and also somehow, some way, and I don't know what the answer is. I'm sure the NRL thought of it. Somehow, some way, balance out like, a, you know, a good team with a bunch of good players it's going to be hard to get points. Like exactly. the reason, for example, the reason why SJ lost is because there's three people in the team of the yeah. year. Yeah, like what he, Fanul Blake was just stealing his points all the time. Yeah, so like that's why he lost. <laughs> yeah. it's, so it's so it's not like there's no conspiracy against SJ that they didn't want him to win. If that was the case, why were three Warriors players in the team of the exactly, year? Yeah. You know, like it, it, all it is is that the system has always been set up where if you're in a good team with a bunch of good players – it's hard to get points. Like you look at Darren Lockyer, you look at Greg Inglis to a degree. It's almost, that's why it's so amazing that like Smithy in that one. Yeah. You know, because uh, look, they, they were so dominant that, yeah. you know, they had to win. But look at who's won the most LEMs, Thurston. And like, obviously they won a one-man team, but he was the guy. He was team. the guy. He was the guy. Same with like Joey. Same with Joey. He's won, you know, he won three. You know, and, and like, I know I understand Badiris, you know, but. Yeah. And, and Badiris won one too. Yeah. And so, but like they were the key, key guys. Yeah. And even the Storm to a degree, I know they had some pretty incredible rosters, but they were heavily focused around three players. It's, mm. That's why they were called the big three. But you'd think that, you'd think Cam Smith would have had six Dalliams, but he didn't. He, he didn't. Two, I think. He, two, yes. Two or three. Which just shows yeah. you. So, look, I don't, look. As I said, if you if you if you think the system's broken yeah. and KP doesn't deserve it, then you've got to say everyone doesn't deserve yeah. it because it's like that's the system he won it. Um, and look, a lot of people are just counting SJ out altogether and saying, oh, you know, well that was his chance to win it. I disagree. Like, like who's to say he's going to be even better next year? Yeah. Because he's not playing. He's not playing on you know his physicality. It's all yeah. in, between his ears. Yeah, I I agree. Like, who, next who's year who's sure. to say he can't go out and win it next year? And also now he's got that hype behind him. He may get those extra points that yeah. a less hyped player doesn't get. Like, you know, regardless of how fair we try to make it, the superstars of the team can get points sometimes they don't deserve because human nature is to focus on the superstar. Yep. It's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. And so now SJ's got this. First of all, everyone was heartbroken that he didn't win. Second of all, superstar. If the Warriors go well again next year, I'd be surprised if he's not. Like, put it, if they finish top four again, he should probably win He'll it. He'll be right up there, yeah. He'd probably win For it. Sure. He'd yeah. literally probably win it. So, because I do feel that, you know, people will be watching him more closely. But, you know, heading into this year, because it came out of nowhere what the Warriors did, I'm sure in the earlier rounds, they weren't really watching as closely as to what SJ was doing on the field. Yep. It took half a season to go, oh, shit, SJ is actually the guy doing all this kind of mm. thing. 
Um, so, yeah, anyway. Uh, don't forget, guys, Shoe Grab. Make sure you head to Shoe Grab to get new shoes. Free delivery on all orders over $99. Sneakers, casual performance slides, limited exclusives, plus a bunch of clothes and accessories. That's Shoe Grab. Go to their Instagram. They often put really good specials up on some high-end shoes, guys. So if you're a shoe man, head to Shoe Grab. Grab some shoes. They've also got some uh, got Let's Trot merch, all that good stuff. Also... Use code Cleary for free delivery when you spend $15 or more on Menulog. That's right. Grand final weekend. Grab a fee from Menulog. Use code Cleary. You get free delivery when you spend $15 or more. Now, huge news. Brad Fittler steps away as New South Wales Blues coach. Same day as Billy Slater resigns. I'll get your thoughts first on this, Maddie. Blew me off my seat. Couldn't Mm. believe it. I was absolutely stunned when this news came through. Um, I was so confident that Freddie would get another year. And I, I mean, they obviously did offer him another year. I thought he would take it, but obviously something's gone uh, wrong in their meeting and they couldn't agree on, on something. There's a bunch of reports on um, like whether they wanted to make him part-time or they w- the length of the contract, whatever it is. Um, for me, if they offered him one year deal, I, th- I think that's fair because he's lost the last two, mm. but if the reports are true that they offered him a part-time, like to do your full-time job and do it part-time, I think I'd be pretty offended as well. Mm. But who knows what the reports are? Um, well, sorry, who knows what the truth is? I've, I've just seen the reports. But either way, completely shocked. We're going to have a new origin coach next year. I, I was convinced that Freddie was going to mm. be the guy. Look, regardless of what did or didn't happen, what we do know is a guy that was keen on getting the job has quit. So a week ago, or two weeks ago, or let's just say a week ago, he was presenting to the board saying, I want this role. Yep. Now he no longer wants the role. That's, that's the facts. That's not good. No. That is not good. How, like, what I'm not understanding is what has been happening for the last six months for them to not be prepared for whatever disagreement has popped up in the last week? Mm. Like, what has popped up in the last week that they should they couldn't have been speaking about for the last three to four months? Like, what I'm not understanding is is that they should have had a pretty clear indication of where both parties stood months ago. Yeah. So how why is it taken until now for this just to pop up? Now, unless someone's just completely changed their mind, to me personally, it just it, it's it just lacks it seems like it's lax preparation. Mm. Like you're not, you're not Queensland where, we'll put it this way, Queensland, back-to-back winners, got a young coach. They've been negotiating openly for how long now? Like yeah, what, eight openly, weeks? Openly, publicly, yeah. Maybe even longer. Yeah. But let's just say eight weeks. They're the winners. <laughs> I know. They, we won. They should just put a contract in front of Slater. He should just sign it. But what I'm saying <laughs> is, is that I know, I know. they've been preparing and discussing yeah. for two months. We'll just say two months. Yeah. Maybe it's months, maybe it's, let's say two months. They have been in dialogue for yeah. two whole months yeah. trying to get a deal together. Slater is the back-to-back winning coach. So what I'm not getting is is that Freddie Fittler has gone in there with a proposal only last week and it's gotten so bad that the same guy that went in with a proposal has gone, nah, I'm out of there. I'm out of there. Like That to me, we speak a lot about – and look, Freddie – and I'm sure he is the first person to take responsibility for the last few years. I am, I'm sure he is. So he has to take responsibility for that. So does the coaching staff. I get that. But I, I do think that New South Wales Rugby League need to take some responsibility as well 
for the way this has all been handled, but also for some of the losses over the last few years. Yeah. Because, like, this is clearly not being run at its, you know, its best efficiency. I just don't understand how you could – I just don't understand what could happen in a week yeah. where the guy that wanted the job a week ago now longer says, no, nah, I'm done, mm. I'm done. Like, surely he should have been aware of whatever the New South Wales Rugby League wanted like a long time ago because, yeah. like, surely that they should be – because now they've got less time to find a, a coach. Find a coach. And who knows what's going to and, and also, like, everyone's locked up. Like, what, what club in their right mind would want their coach that they're playing, paying a lot of money to just go and coach club, like, coach an origin? Not in this day and age. I, I wouldn't imagine this day and age. Origin is a full-time gig these days. Yeah. And, look, you can still do other stuff on the side. You can do, you know, on your weekends. You can do your media stuff. But at the end of the day, like, it's, it's a – you re, like, what is Billy Slater known for? His thoroughness. Mm. He's known for the hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of video he watches. So in the off-season, like let's say you have a break and you come into – and you start work January, you know, whatever. The origin coach should be going and looking at pre-season training. He should be looking at tape from pre-season training. He should be um, watching all the pre-season games. He should be watching every single – you know what I mean? Like that's a, that's a full-time job. Mm. He should be – talking to coaches going like watching training sessions like you know what i mean like the amount of work that should be going into the coach it is a full-time job yeah like it really is and i i really don't understand if it is true that they said to him we're going to make this a part-time thing for you well like if you're freddie in that situation you're like well i'm putting in my heart and soul into this and you want me to do less mm. well I, but like it, yeah, it doesn't make sense because so you think the best way to turn this ship around is to put less into it? That's, yeah, that. If anything, you should be saying, Freddie, we want you full, full, full time. time, and even even pushing, mate. We need you to, you know, maybe not do certain parts of your media stuff. If you know what I mean, like give up one show or whatever. Yeah. I, it, it just all of it doesn't make sense. As I said, I just I am so shocked that, like, okay, even in the statement. At the end of the statement, it says, sorry, you talk, I'll get it up. Yeah. Um, I know what you're going to say, and it's it's something about... I want to get the exact quote, just so that we can... Yeah, yeah, fair. Um, it says this. Oh, sorry. No, good. The New South Wales Rugby League Board will now invite expressions of interest from coaches to be involved in the State of Origin program in 2024. Like... But shouldn't it be... You, you, Surely you already coach. have spoken to people. Yeah. Surely you already have a list of people that you're trying to talk to or have, I mean, not even trying to talk to. Surely you've already spoken to everyone mm. that you think can coach the New South Wales side. I, it's bizarre. Yeah. Like that's bizarre to me. Yeah, me too. Like, like who's out there that's going to put their resume in, they're going to be like, oh, we didn't think of you. Yeah. Like what? Yeah, exactly. And like Freddie, for example, like he'd do – coaching camps in January then mm. you do something in March and then you do like it's not just it's not like you can just pick them in December and then they just coach in May like it takes yeah so they're, they're, realistically now that Freddie's gone how long do you think it's going to take to get a coach it's going to take it's not going to happen overnight well, it's, it seems like a long time because they're literally saying please put your resume in we'll, we'll make a short list we'll interview everyone blah 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 yeah which is it's and look maybe the scary thing is is that 
okay, maybe New South Wales Rugby League are sitting there going, well, hang on a sec, we actually did go out and speak to everyone and no one can do it. Then it's like, well, why are you putting Freddie in such a position where he's walking away from the job? That's crazy. When yeah. you know that no one else wants to do it or yeah. can not, not wants to do it, sorry, can do it. Mm. That's why this all doesn't make sense to me. It's all a bit strange. Like, unfortunately, for all the good work that was done for three years with Freddie, unfortunately, due to some of the decisions Freddie has made, due to some of the decisions New South Wales Rugby League made, but it feels like you took 20 steps forward in that first three years or yeah. first four years, whatever. Yeah. And it feels like you've taken 10 steps back over the last two years. Um, and I know that there would be so much more that we don't know that's going on. But as I said at the start, the facts of the matter are this. A guy that went in with a proposal last week has now quit. Yep. What has possibly what come up in a week that he should not have already been aware of? Like, put it this way. Before he went in with his proposal, he should have been completely aware of exactly where New South Wales Rugby League stood. Mm. Because, like, why would they be waiting for his proposal to, to get, then go back and go, well, this is what we, we're going to offer you. Yeah. Should they not be like, this is what we are offering the coach of New South Wales Rugby League, regardless of who it is. This is what we're offering. This is our expectation. Now let's hear his proposal. The concern is, is that why has, what, what has Freddie found out that has made him so disillusioned that he said, I don't want to do this anymore yeah. in a week. He should have known exactly where New South Wales Rugby League, they should have finished yep. the series. They should have done a review within the next month. Let's just say four weeks, give them plenty of time, full review. And then after that six, like I say a month, then at six week point, they should have been really clear as to what they were willing to offer and who they who they should target. Then they should go out and speak to those people. Um, whilst also being open with Freddie, like mate, you know, we want you for the gig, but at the same time, we're going to go speak to other people as well. Now, maybe that would... If that made Freddie upset and, and felt like he was being, I guess, they were being disloyal, then New South Wales Rugby League, I guess, need to have a strong stance and say, mate, unfortunately, you know, we've lost two in a row. We yeah. need to look at our options. If if you feel that that's something that is disrespectful, um, we appreciate that, but this is the direction that we're heading in. Doesn't mean we're not gonna, we don't keen on you. We're just looking at options. And then Freddie could go, you know what? I don't want to, you know, I feel disrespected or whatever. And he can just walk away. Yeah. And so like that, that would have been like freaking. Yeah. That would have been eight weeks ago, yeah, two, sure. two months ago. So it's just, it just doesn't seem like it's been run as efficiently as it's supposed to. And yeah. I, as I said, guys, like no one's intentionally doing any of this wrong. No one goes to work every day and goes, oh, I'm going to try and do the worst thing. I can. Not at all. It's a hard job. There's a million moving pieces. There's so much stuff we don't know about, but to have a coach that wanted to be there, that's stepping away the same day that the Queensland side signed yeah. their coach for three years or whatever. Especially after like what what he's done for the state as a player and a coach and off the field, how it got so messy in a week. It's it's it's, it's sad. He deserved better than that. I, I hope people remember Freddie and his coaching staff for what they did bring. Three series wins in six years. A 50% win rate is the second best win rate in the history of New South Wales coaches. Only be topped by Gus, Gus Gould. I just, I understand that the last couple of years he made some selection errors and some, you know, maybe some decisions of like actually um, minute to minute decisions. And yeah. we've spoken about it ad nauseum on the podcast. We've yep. spoken about it. Um, but that doesn't mean that you get to just pretend that Freddie hasn't done 
an immense job for New South Wales Rugby League. And that doesn't mean that you get to say he he didn't have a bunch of success yeah. as a New South Wales Rugby League coach. Especially as he came into that job when Queenslander won 11 of the last 12 series and he had the balls to debut 11 players mm. down in Melbourne. They won that series. They won the next one. Then they lost the unlosable one. Credit to Queensland. That was incredible. That series we've spoken about forever. Yeah, but then they won by a record margin the next the year. The next year, exactly. And say what you want to say about the, the last two years. If you think that – if you wanted a new coach, that's your opinion. That's fine. But you can't discredit yeah. what Freddie's done for this state. Look, I think it's a reasonable thing to go, you know what? He's been there for six years. Let's move on. Mm. Like, yeah, for sure. I, I Maybe even, you know, if you've got a good replacement, I'd go, yep, yep. okay, I see that. But yeah, you can't say he's, a, he's just a bad coach and he hasn't done any good. Like he has done so much good for New South Wales Rugby League. You know, I cannot. I, I was really sad yesterday when um, the New South Wales Blues put up an Instagram post and they had to, it was a thank you Freddie post, mm. but they turned comments off. Yeah, it's like, sad. To man. get to that state, that I, I found that That's sad. That's so unfair, man. Yeah. Look, like people think it's easy to win Origins. And I, I get the frustration from New South Wales fans of, we thought this was our time of dominance. Yeah, but like, but like, as you've said a million times, that eight in a row has just warped everyone's warped mind. Yeah, and also just because you expected something doesn't mean that the person that didn't fulfil that expectation is just terrible. Mm. Like maybe you just had unrealistic expectations. You know, like, yeah, like the series win this year that was basically a fifty-fifty series. Yeah, like there was no crazy favourite, whatever. The series win before. New coach, Billy Slater, I, I mean, you still were missing some key players. You know what I mean? Like the only one that you can really point to and go, wow, dropped the ball massively was 2020. Correct, yeah. That's the one where if you said that was – but the other ones, it's like this is origin. These mm. things happen. And also 2020, we, you got to remember, like we're talking about a Wayne Bennett, Mal Meninga that came back into camp. Like Wayne Bennett, Mal Meninga came back into camp to sort that out. Um so, yeah, the last two years, I think that he's made some some errors, some poor decisions and some poor selections and all that kind of stuff. But he has still done some incredible things for New South Wales Rugby League. And, you know, sometimes it's like you don't know what you got till it's gone, guys. You don't know what you got till it's gone. I agree. I'm seriously – like, I know I know Freddie, so I, I'm sad. Like, I'm actually really, really sad. Um, I was actually shocked, though, when I, I put up a post yesterday just on my own Instagram, and I've only got, like, 5,000 followers. Mm. I was just put up a little post about Freddie and I thought, fuck, should I, should I post this? Are people going to like write mean Negative. stuff in the comments? Yeah. And it's like, it's already the most liked post I've ever had. Yeah. Look, there's a silent, <laughs> like, there's a, a large pop, like, like a large majority yeah. of silent people that are reasonable. For sure. They can sit here and agree with us and go, yep, Freddie last two years, probably not the right decisions in certain areas. Um, and look, maybe it is time for a new coach. You know, like everyone, we all can sit here and agree on Like, you know, for sure. But to say that he didn't do great things in New South Wales as a coach is just insane. And look, I'm not saying you don't know what you got to, you know, till it's gone as in coaching. What I'm saying is, is that if you take Freddie out of the New South Wales system, who's going to be the guy riding around on bikes? Like if, if he continues That's to do I mean. it, yeah. who's going to be the guy that gets the New South Wales public and kids back in love with the New South That's Wales right. side? Mate, I, I remember when I was there, I had a real smell the roses moment where I was like, to, our coworkers were just like, this is the origin coach yeah. riding around on a motorbike trying to spread the word for New South Wales while raising my over charity. This doesn't happen. People aren't like this. Who's a, but who have you got? No. Like, who have you got? Yeah. Who's going to who's gonna do that? Who's going to be so committed that 
even though they get knocked back for the, the coaching job, they go back and coach the under 16s and 18s yep. and build up the whole system the again. Pathways. Who have you got? Yeah, you know I mean, so I just yeah. Anyway, I know that this will frustrate some people because they're just like fully anti Freddie. Mm. But like, look at his coaching career at Origin as a whole, not just the last two years as a whole. As a whole, yeah. Um, yeah, like again, the stats don't lie. <laughs> he has a he has the second best win percentage in the history of yeah, coaches for New South Wales. Exactly. And, and as it stands, if I had to put money on the next coach, I wouldn't even know where to begin. I honestly couldn't tell you who I think is to be the next coach. And and the thing is, is like that coaching staff has all stepped down. Exactly right. So yeah. you've got what Paul McGregor, he's decided to step down. I'm pretty sure yeah, Joey. Yeah, Joey, Greg. maybe Badiris. Yeah. Um, Brandy confirmed. Yeah. So, so it's like, like, like who have you got? Yeah. You got like Ricky Stewart, but he's a coach of a club. You yeah. got Bellamy, coach of a club. Yeah. And and the other one that people are throwing up is Ivan Cleary. They're all NRL coaches. Yeah, oh, mate. If you're a club, there's no way. Like, imagine, imagine this. You're the Panthers, and you win three premierships in a row. You go into your fourth year or whatever, going for your fourth premiership. Everything's going really well. Ivan Cleary goes into Origin. Queensland smash him. His confidence goes, mm. and your whole momentum ends. Yeah, because he went into Origin camp mm. like far out. It's not. It's not worth the risk. No, nah, especially, especially when we know that Billy Slater is the Queensland coach, and he's going to be 100% all in. He doesn't have a club to worry about. Nah. I reckon it's a big risk bringing in NRL coaching. Oh, massive, massive risk. It's going to be. I cannot wait to see what the Cairns are. It's again. It's 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 quite shocking that they haven't already got. Well, maybe they do, but it seems like they haven't already. You know, got people they're speaking to. Mm. Um, yeah. Anyway, I mean, the good thing is, is that if you are the new coach, at least heading into this year, if you can block the media out, you can use the yarn of back against the wall. Yeah. You know, like no one expects us to win, boys, and. Freddie's gone and everyone, you know, two in a row, you can use that yarn. Like, even though every time we get to Origin, New South Wales are favourites. I know, it's ridiculous. Um, but, yeah. So, look, the key takeaways, was he perfect? No. Did he do massive amounts for the New South Wales Rugby League? Absolutely, he did. Yep. Uh, don't forget, make sure to watch the grand final on 9 now. It's going to be a huge day on Sunday. Knights versus Titans in NRLW grand final. Then you've got the Rabbitohs versus Brisbane Tigers in the state championship. Then the big one. Panthers v the Broncos in the grand final, all on nine now. Um, Just want to look at the odds for next origin. Uh, oh, it's a dollar ninety each. It's a dollar ninety each. No way <laughs> on Sportsbet. No way. If you That's think Queensland's crazy. good, get on that. Oh, you know what? I'm not even going to say that because the odds just won't change. They some they just somehow stay favourites. I think Blues. it's just because New South Wales is a bigger population. Yeah. So people just just back True. their state. But like like it was a dollar ninety when I checked on Monday. Mm. Freddie's been Freddie's walked away and it's still a dollar ninety. Yeah, I don't know what how the odds would how I'm expecting the odds to change there, but it's just interesting. I find yeah. it really interesting. Yeah, Mate, they, and they always know the bookies always know. They're so good, aren't they? I just like they're so freaking good. It's a yeah. joke. Yeah, joke. They're so good with overs unders. That's the one. I just don't bet on that anymore because I'm like, it's just going to be that exact number. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, what about the what about the the margin for Roosters Melbourne? Yeah, like it was. What was it? One and a half. One. Uh, no, it was Roosters Sharks. Roosters Sharks. It was one and a half, and Roosters one by one. <sighs> like, are you serious? Yeah. Like the Sharkies, unbelievable that they get it. Did you hear? Sorry, random thought. Did you see? How Bevan French and the two other, Kate Ellison, sorry, I forgot the other guy in the Super League, 
how they've used a loophole to like, um, so they got suspended for a week and they have a week off, mm. but there's this loophole in Super League. So they, got, they earn the week off because they're in finals. And there's this loophole in Super League that if your team isn't playing in first division that week, you can get named for your second team and take a week off. Oh, suspension. Really? No so three players have been suspended for a week. Mm. They've got the week off and now they're using that suspension in <laughs> for the reserve grade team and now they get to play the finals. That's funny. That's <laughs> funny. All right. Now brought to you by Sportsbet. Absolute legend partners of Sportsbet. I cannot express enough how important they've been for bloke this year, guys. Um, yeah. Like they are absolute legend partners. Um, also, put in, we'll put in the show notes. We've got that survey. Have you given out the gift vouchers yet? No, not yet. So we'll give out, we're going to give out the five $100 gift vouchers. Um, but if you can, so we'll give it out like basically as soon as you can. Yep. Um, but if you can, go to the show notes, do the survey, guys. I cannot express to you how much. I know there's thousands of people listening right now just driving or doing whatever, and they're just going to ignore what I say. They're going to ignore what I say. And I get it. I get it. But if you can, I'm telling you right now, take two seconds. It really, really does help bloke going forward, especially in 2024. Um yeah, like it, it, like put it this way, like we as we grow, we want to be able to like, you know, we want to make you know help Guru out, we want to help Timmy out, we you know we everything we can do more stuff mm. if we get more people involved in regards to doing the surveys and that because when we go to big partnerships and that, and on top of that as well is when you do the surveys, we can see what content works and what content content doesn't work. Exactly right, yeah. So we can create content that you enjoy, all that kind of stuff. So if you can do the survey, take two seconds. It's in the show notes. But uh, next bit brought to you by Sportsbet. Penrith Panthers, 1 to 12 is 265. 13 plus, 350. Oh. Brisbane Broncos, 1 to 12, 325. Broncos, 13 plus, 580. Value, value, value. Oh. <laughs> I, I, value. I, I can see, it's, it's so funny. I can actually see a 13 plus result more so for Penrith. But I can see. Well, I can see either I way. I can see both. Everyone keeps saying it's going to be a tight match. I actually see can see it going 13 plus either way. Yeah, it's like either Broncos rock up and fucking play the best they can play and yeah. it's it's a bloodbath. Yeah. Or Pant or Broncos rock up and drop heaps of ball and Panthers absolutely crucify them. I can genuinely see that. Yeah, same. This game can go so many different yeah, ways. Yeah. I just do not know what to get on um, at this point. I would definitely get on something by Sunday, but I'm lost. It's it's I've besides your, my own team being in a grand final. This is probably the most excited I've been for a grand final since the Sharks made it because I was all about the yarn then. Maybe the Cowboys as well. Like so, this is the most excited I've been for a grand final in so many. Years. And you're going, you're going this year. I'm going, I'm going. I haven't been since. So I went to every grand final from so I went 03, 09, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, but I haven't been since. So I'm no so way. excited. Mate, it's sold out in like a few hours. I know, I know. I actually think there's going to be more Broncos fans than Panthers. I agree. Uh, look, going, we were at that live show last year and there was way more para fans because they were like up and about for it. And I just reckon Brisbane fans. Are I like, just don't think people realise how big Broncos are as a club. Yeah. Because we're all, a lot of it, you know, most listeners are based in Sydney. Obviously, we've got a huge listenership in Queensland, but like most of it. And most of rugby leagues in Sydney, Broncos don't get in the media and that as much mm. because they're in Brisbane. So you don't actually realise, you know, whereas if you lived in Brisbane, you would know, like, they are... Yeah, so consuming up there. Fucking huge. Um, I do think it's something that... And look, I understand you, you're trying to make papers to sell them, so you don't... It's one thing rugby media could be a little bit better at, I think, is, is both states, you know, covering each other's teams a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. I, I, look, I understand you're trying to sell papers and, you know, 
For sure. Talking about a Queensland side in New South Wales maybe isn't, but I don't know. I, I do think it could help a little bit by making it more of a – like spreading the – I guess the reach of the game to a degree. Like, you know what's going on up in North Queensland. Like, whereas a lot of New South Wales footy fans, they don't even know what's going up in North Queensland because mm. they don't even read anything about it. Mm. Um, anyway. Oh, man. Next time I see you guys. Yeah. It'll either be devastated <laughs> or elated. Well, good luck. Good luck to you. Like, I, I hope Broncos win. I, I don't know if South fans agree with me or not, but I'm doing it. I'm on Bronx for Reynolds. <laughs> I really am. Um, and don't forget, guys, DMP shirts now live on bloke.shop. Get in while they're hot. They're absolutely flying off the shelves. Uh, and as usual, we'll go and fuck ourselves. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, call the number on the screen or visit the website.